rivalry is brewing in F1. Ferrari is nowhere. The prodigal son returns. Austrian GP? Is that you? Let's jump the start. Alright guys, welcome in. Uh, how are you guys doing? I want to make sure everybody is doing okay. It's been a slow news week. I want to say hi to two of my closest friends, Yancy and Ruben. Yancy, how are you doing? I'm doing well, but I uh, disagree with you on the slow news week. <laughs> but it's only one highlight. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Hola, Ruben. I missed this. I, I, I missed the, the, um, the news coming in fast and crazy. But before, season. before we get to that, I just wanted to say something that we kind of touch on at the end of the show normally. Let me get to it now. Guys, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and YouTube. Please follow us, subscribe, like, comment, drop a five-star rating. It just only, it only helps us be seen and uh, spread the word about us. So... Let's get started with some of the news. <laughs> Ruben, if you could, uh, you know, there's a, a little bit of stuff happening. Maybe you could just lead us into it. Slow news week. Uh, Alonso's back. Oh, my bad. Alonso's back. Yancy, come on. Alonso's back. You've been calling this since. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> Didn't oh, I say there that? You go. You, now you got excited. There you go. Didn't I, did I not say that? <laughs> and you guys. Excoriated me. I felt like I was crucified. Yeah, you no, told me that it was never gonna happen. No, I'm crazy. I'm dumb. What are you talking about? We didn't call you like that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say it, but that's what we thought. But I told you. Yes, exactly what you thought. I knew it because I saw it in your faces. If you guys could see these guys' faces, I can see it, they were full of contempt. It was, and I, I wish, and I wish I could have been in front of you guys. When I actually saw the news come in, that would have been nice. So I wanted to see the look on your faces. I want to clarify: both Yancy and I are bald men. I know the situation. Yancy goes home. He puts on after a fresh shave. He puts on a tinfoil hat <laughs> to eliminate any kind of interference. That's how he gets these radio waves in. He intercepts phone calls like the uh, like the Russians. <laughs> All right, so we're joking around, but uh, <laughs> two-time uh, world champion Fernando Alonso is back uh, joining the grid. He's joining Renault Motor Motorsport, where I guess it all started. He's going back home. Are you guys not happy about that? I'm happy about it. Uh, I just want to see how it shakes out. I'm ecstatic about it. This is going to be awesome. I freaking love it that he's back. I think, in general, it just adds to the spectacle of Formula yes. One, which I think is always good. I didn't think that they... I thought that they were going to bring in a name driver, meaning like Vettel or Hulkenberg, and that's not much of a name. But I, I, you know, I'm glad that they went this route. The only other person that I can see in that seat would be Vettel, because he has that cachet. He's a world... He's a race winner, a world champion... And that's what they need in that seat. They need somebody who can come in and take that car to a higher level than what it is. And I don't even think Vettel can do that. 
the only person available out right now that could have done that besides Daniel Ricardo, which he's leaving already, would have been Alonzo. I think it's the perfect, perfect choice for that seat. Alonso is a great add to that seat. So awesome news. It's just unbelievable that he's back because he's bringing a lot of stuff back to not only Renault, but to Formula One itself. Absolutely. And even Cyril Abitable said it. He said, though he he had talks with Vettel he had talks with other driver big name drivers yes he had talks with Vettel but the reason why he chose Fernando Alonso is that Fernando Alonso showed the interest the passion to get that team better which is what they need he will galvanize that team he will make that team better and at the very least at the very least I'm not saying that they're going to win a championship but at the very least get that team on a podium which is definitely very capable which Nico Hulkenberg could never do no 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 okay he could <laughs> never do it he had plenty of chances he could never do it he will get that team on a podium and at the very least have that team winning for sure bar none best of the rest or even third place I think he can do that so I'm sorry but I'm, I'm you guys crack me up a little bit in the sense that you know, we talk about Renault and Cyril Abitable is the team boss for Renault. There was a story on Motorsport earlier where he's saying that he doesn't feel like uh, like uh, Alonso will be all that toxic when he comes back. He feels like he's well adjusted now. The two years off brought him back. And <laughs> yes, he's saying that, uh, you know, that he's re-energized, all that stuff. And to me, it's like they were looking for a driver and Alonso happened to text him. You up? What are you doing? <laughs> Because I'm here as the uh I don't think as the available. I don't think it was quite like that. WYD, um, what are you doing? Unfortunately, <laughs> well I'm downstairs. <laughs> Can I sign up? The reason it's a toxic relationship. The reason why at least that's what it showed with McLaren, by the way. Yeah, yeah but yeah, because any, well. anywhere that Alonso is gone, he's left with issues. The only team that he never left with issues was Renault. He always kept kept in contact with that team. Always. Well, yeah, he won two championships. Exactly. So they love him there. He loves them, and it was it was a natural fit. And why not? They need him now. They they definitely took a step down last season, and they what they thought that they were getting with Daniel Ricciardo was a team leader that would be um, dedicated to the team and take that team to the top. Obviously, they they didn't get a Ricciardo because Ricciardo was leaving. I think that would have shown this year with Ricardo. Like, I, I think it takes at least a year to really yeah, get to a team. I know, but he's and already... And then Corona hit. He didn't show anything this year. But he's you already... Know, like, that's the whole thing. He's committed to another team. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Now you I know? understand that now. Like, you know, now he's committed to... He, yeah, he got... Mm-hmm. Pretty much that was... Like, you know, he got forced to get out because he was He didn't fit in that year. And then we have only so far these eight races. So he's like, am I going to stay stuck here? Like, I Well, if you promise him a competitive car and you don't deliver... That's the thing. What's going to happen? So that's that's where so overall fitting into the grid for Alonso. That's where my concern is. It's going to be the same, not the same story as with McLaren because that car was a dog. But <laughs> GP2 engine, GP2 yeah. engine, and he fought, and he fought. But the Renault car is going to be behind Mercedes. It's going to be behind Ferrari. I'm guessing because it's going into 2021. Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, and McLaren. You're going to be. At best, the fifth best car. But he already knows that. There, there are. Where are you living? Tracing there, point. Tracing listen, point. We'll be fighting there. <laughs> yeah, listen, we'll be fighting there. He went in to McLaren, and McLaren Honda were promising him a competitive car. So the minute you give him a year, you give him two years. The minute you don't get that, 
A star driver like like Alonso is not you don't give it to them. He's going to he's going to start complaining because he wants to when he wants to be competitive and he of all drivers can take a car that doesn't work at all and put it into the points like he did with McLaren many I see, times. I see your point on that. I mean, he has the sauce to take the car to yes. the top, even if you're missing a couple exactly. of little things. So, But you, he needs to have some the, of the tools. The reason why Alonso wanted to come back at least, for the, at the very least, the next season coming up is that then it would be three seasons out of F1. So then you don't It'll know what you're yeah. So it would be a lot tougher to come in. But you come in next year, he knows that the the car's not going to be great next year. It's going to be literally the same cars this year. But with the rule change coming up in 2022, they have potential to move that car up. Now, it may not be the best car, but a driver like Alonso can make that car better. He can develop it better, and he can take that car to a higher spot than what he what he can be. That That's why he's so good. That's why I'm such a huge fan of him. It's, he's the same pedigree as Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Same pedigree as Lewis Hamilton. I mean, you he's know, already making same, moves. Same, pe- already, same so. pedigree as Max Verstappen. And I think Leclerc will prove to be the same pedigree like his drive last <laughs> race. You're pushing, you're pushing Leclerc again? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's pushing Leclerc again. Can he win like a handful of races before, <laughs> before we... being compared to a two-time world champion? <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, you know, you said it, that he was not happy with the car in McLaren after years of being, after, you know, a year or two of being promised a better car. And you guys were talking about Ricardo before. It's the same situation. So we shall see. In my opinion, it's the same situation where a star driver comes in, getting paid a boatload of money, gets a car that was supposed to be better last year. It was not. Look at it this year. They're fighting below. They're fighting for six best at this point this year. Come on. Yeah, but it's only, I mean, only been one race, though. But they, 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 you know that coming in, Renault. You know they've. They've been good at, you know, especially this season coming in, at, at, at lowering the expectations, just like McLaren did last season. Last, last season, McLaren came into the season lowering expectations, and they overperformed that. Sometimes some teams start talking, and this is what, this is what McLaren was doing before um, when Alonso was there. They were talking up the car. They're going to get better right away, et cetera, et cetera. And and the car was a dog. It didn't go anywhere, and that's why Alonso got frustrated. I think yeah. sometimes you you have to control what you say to the media and what you're gonna be doing. Just you know, uh, just under uh, overperform and you know and just overdeliver or underpromise and overdeliver. I should say that that's what you gotta do. I mean, yeah, staying with Renault, like something Danny Rick said today, and he just said he they need to iron out. They need to have the same car from Saturday on Sunday. So they're saying they're doing, they could do good on qualifying, but the car does not perform the same on Sunday. Wow. It's like the opposite of, it's like the opposite of Haas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Haas. Haas is so bad. Um, Or Racing Point. Yeah. And, but that's the whole thing. It's like, you, you you get the points on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And you have to prepare that car. You know, obviously you would want a good spot in qualifying so you can start the race higher because we know that track position is very important in in, in Formula One. But um, because, and it's also in this these in this era with the error rules, it's very hard to to overtake because it's hard to follow a car. So yeah, qualifying is important, but 
if it doesn't make any sense for you to get a good lap if you're going to lose positions at the beginning of a race. Does that doesn't make any sense? So today they asked Danny Rick if he was willing to lend his car to Alonso in FP1 so he would get a couple of laps, and Danny Rick's like, no. <laughs> they asked him why. He doesn't need it. He's Alonso. He'll he'll drive good on anything. I, I don't want to help him. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and and I don't think uh, they don't anticipate him taking taking the wheel at any point during practices at all. And I mean, he'll be he t- he said he'll be at some of the races. He'll be working with the simulator, but he doesn't feel like he needs to be in the car this year. So, you know, I just hope that overall they it's a huge manufacturer, Renault. Biggest in the world, right? Yeah. The engine manufacturer. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that that car continues to improve. It wasn't long ago, 2018, Baku. They were fighting Red Bull. I don't know if you guys remember that race. Yes. It was, dude, you see Hulkenberg. That was a classic picture. It was, it was unbelievable seeing the two Renaults attacking Red Bull. I was like, holy crap, they're here. Yes. They're ready to go. And that was the season where they they finished fourth and and... You know they they had high expectations. That's that's going into last season, and they just underperformed last season. But ever since they came back into F one, they've constantly, constantly just moved up the ranks, moved up the ranks. They definitely have the budget to do it. They definitely have the personnel to do it. They they've even upgraded their factory. They can do it. It's just a matter just, of time. Yeah, and you, but I, and be I careful, think maybe with Alonso. And but that's why it's like a team like that needs a star driver always to to push them to galvanize them because if you have let's say a driver and I don't want to keep you know banging on Nico Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg is a decent driver, but he's not a race winner. He's not a championship winner. Yeah, he doesn't know how to win. You got to know how to win. You know. Alonso is all of that and more. Alonso doesn't want nothing less. Alonso, you give Alonso a good car and he wins. And he you, makes it better. He went to the to the World Endurance Championship. He won Le Mans twice. Won the championship. <laughs> there wasn't won. much competition there. Huh? There wasn't and Toyota was killing it. <laughs> but you but he's still winning. He's still winning. He went to the Indy 500 a few years ago, almost won that race. Honda engine blew up. <laughs> okay. VTEC. He, the beta got him. So and the beta wasn't up any properly. And <laughs> on top of that, he goes to Sebring. He wins Sebring, and he wins the the, the twenty four hours of Daytona. You give him a good car, Alonso wins. Is he going to win it this year? And <laughs> and year. and and he outperforms veterans of those series. He's a great driver. He's going to do. I hope. I hope he can do great enough. Let's just hope he's not next to Pagano. So that we know the land. Of wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of veteran drivers and drivers moving, uh, last week after the race, it came out that Vettel was not really aware. He was not made aware of Ferrari's plans to even move on from him. And his actually, I'll I'll hand this over to Yancy. Yeah, um, that was weird because, and the reasoning that Ferrari gave is complete BS. So they gave that reason to what? Like just to look good, maybe, or just to cover well, up? What was well, the reason they gave? They, the reason that they gave was because of COVID. The COVID, the the, the virus, changed everything. Um, it, it was it's, it's just as vague as I'm saying it. The it changed everything, and they it, it just gave them an excuse to move on from Vettel. That's basically what it was. That's that's my interpretation of it. They said that the pandemic changed everything. They called Vettel up. They said, 
It's not, not me, it's you. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they called Vero up. They said that they weren't bringing him back. There was. They're telling he's not the right German because you know Schumacher was German. I got. This. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. But um, you know he's. It, it there was so much talk of, of contract negotiations. Is in the press overseas. So much talk of contact nego- contract negotiations and saying that Vettel was demanding X amount of money, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, he said he didn't demand anything. He said he if they would have if they would have talked to him, you know, he would have understood that they got to pay him less, you know, um, and he would have resigned with the team. Ferrari used it as an excuse to get rid of Vettel because they already put all their chips in on Charles Leclerc. That's basically what it is. That's what it. That's how I was, how I'm interpreting it. That's how everybody else is interpreting it, and you know. And and I remember there was a news report saying when he got the phone call, Vettel just came out and said, "I'm not going to be back next year," and then Ferrari had to rush and put out a press release that he that he wasn't going to be back next year. He just wanted to get it over with. Ferrari was going to wait a while before they put it out. Gotcha. Okay, okay. You know. So. So that was the rush that came out, like with science and all the other stuff. That broke yeah, exactly. But and and you know, and everything started started from there. But they put their Ferrari put their chips on Charles Leclerc. They didn't want Vettel back. I kind of understand why they didn't want Vettel back, um, because Vettel wasn't playing nice last year with Leclerc, either. and you know, the, you you see the the um, the collision in Brazil. Uh, he didn't want to. He they had an agreement in, in Russia. Uh, that Leclerc would give him the slipstream, and he went ahead and took the lead, which he, Karma's a you know, a yeah, but he was the number one driver last year, no? Yeah, in Ferrari that means something. A- apparently not. I mean, I, and I don't know or if it for- switches throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, but that's but that's the whole thing. But when you have when you have a, a, a Leclerc was clearly faster than Vettel last year. And every aspect, he outqualified him. He was faster throughout the race. Anytime that they were together on the track, Leclerc would gain on Vettel. There was no question about it. Leclerc is quicker than Vettel, but Leclerc, but Vettel obviously wanted one. You know, he's, the t- he's supposedly the team leader at that point. He's a championship winner. He wants to be given that right. But when you're trying to win as a team, the faster driver goes ahead, and that was Leclerc. So. He didn't play nice, and he's never played nice with teammates. He's he's had a he had a problem with Mark Webber, Daniel had a, Ricardo, Daniel Ricardo, and and Daniel Ricardo beat him like a drum that one season that they were together. <laughs> beat him like a drum. So so Vettel does not play nice with teammates that challenge him. Gotcha. You know he never has, he never will. So and instead of you getting a toxic relationship like a driver relationship like you had, uh, the the latest one that you can tell was. Uh, that you that you could see was Hamilton with Nico Rosberg at Mercedes that became super toxic and that even drove Rosberg to retirement after he won the championship after after he beat Lewis instead of having that on the team I think Ferrari just said oh COVID changed everything blame it on COVID we're not bringing you back that's that's basically what it comes down to but so we're talking about teammates potentially not gelling and Vettel's old times with Red Bull the rumor is that one of the first calls that he made was to Helmut Marco. What do you guys think of that? Is there a future for Sebastian Vettel to go back, essentially like Fernando Alonso, go back home to Red Bull? Vettel has always loved Red Bull. Um, 
He's never detached. He's never detached from them. He the reason why he um the reason this is the reason why he said there could be other things. It's Formula One and a lot of things happen behind the scenes that you never know of. He's he's always kept in touch with Helmut Marco. He's uh Helmut Marco is a you know a friend of his, an advisor of him. And he it was the first phone call. Now it could be that he was asking for a place. And or you know just informing him. Listen, I'm available. Listen, if Vettel, you know, he even said today, if if Vettel, if Red Bull offered him a contract, he would. Yeah, he said it. Dude, there's no. But I don't see that happening. No way. Especially with Verstappen. No way. Because if you want to talk about attack, that would be the most toxic. That would be super toxic because Verstappen would not back down, and he is. Super talented. Verstappen and very upfront. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shows his emotion. Verstappen is the most aggressive driver on the grid. He's, he's the, the most, what? He's the most aggressive driver on the grid. He does not back down. He wants to win. Okay. That will be a problem unless Vettel backs off. Wants to be relegated to a number two driver, which I don't see. He's only thirty three, I believe. Yeah. He's 32, only thirty three. He's he's still in his prime. You know, he won four championships. He won four. I don't. I don't. I just. I'm just perplexed. I don't know what's happening to him. He's such That's a good driver. But I, what, where did he go? <laughs> but what is? But what is proven about Vettel is is I, what I talked about in pre, in a previous podcast. Uh, 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 the sign of a great driver is if you put him in a car and he takes that car and hustles it around the track. Lewis Hamilton does it. Max Verstappen does it. Leclerc does it, and Alonso does that. There's very few drivers that can do that. Vettel has proven that he needs a right car below him, especially a car that is planted in the rear end for him to drive okay. like Vettel drives. Yeah, yeah. And when he was in Red Bull, he had the double diffuser. And again, Adrian Newey is a master at aerodynamics, <laughs> and he can keep that car on the ground through corners. Vettel needs a car like that. And and you know, and if he doesn't have it, he's not quick, and you can see he's exposed. He's exposed. So we're talking extensively on Red Bull. I want to talk about one quick thing: the emerging rivalry between Red Bull and Mercedes. Last week, uh, Red Bull was the one that protested the DAS system. Uh, that is the dual access system that Mercedes that's, uses. That's it. To for a couple of things. That's but basically what Mercedes said last week. That's it. <laughs> but they use it. Um, last week, they were talking about using it in order to keep the tires within temperature range. Correct right. me if I'm wrong. Yes. Uh, they also forced a review of the Hamilton yellow flag incident or actions, which ended up getting him the grid penalty 41 minutes before the start of the race. <laughs> Crazy. And then... During the race, we had the Albon and Hamilton incident in which Horner, Christian Horner, Horner, the team boss for Red Bull, came out saying, you know, Albon was ahead and Hamilton needs to end up changing his tactics because my driver was ahead and he drove into my driver. And Albon came out saying, this guy's such a sore loser, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the team radio. Ruben, what do you, what do you think of this potential... Budding rivalry. Do you think it's building up into whenever everybody gets to put the chips down once again in 2022 with the new regulations, there's going to be a lot of competition? There's going to be a ton of competition regardless. It's going to be like a level, level playing field. 
it's still going to be, you know, some of these going to be ahead. Mercedes, for sure, they're welcoming any challenges that that Red Bull has to bring, you know, regardless of whether it does or that, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, if they're doing it to break Hamilton apart, that ain't working either. Hamilton just says, bring it on. Like, okay, whatever. You know, he just brushes it off. Right. He doesn't even, they ask Hamilton the questions. He don't even elaborate on it. He just said, bring it on. You they know, can do whatever they want. You know, challenge? Okay, bring I, I, um, I, is it. Are they I doing it for that? To try to get into people's head? No, here's the thing. I didn't, I, I, I saw I saw some because that's what Hamilton did today. They asked him about it, and yeah. he just brushed it off. Like they could bring whatever they want. Maybe Horner's playing the Nico Rosberg psyche, <laughs> trying to get into his head, yeah. and then let his drivers do the work. So what? I, so he's gonna pay with a picture with the fire next <laughs> Is Hamilton's career over? I, <laughs> I think I saw the news reports, and and then I started thinking about all the events that happened during the weekend. And it was Red Bull just instigating everything, challenging the DAS system. They actually looked at a 360 camera view of Hamilton's car posted on social media. <laughs> Yo, that's bad, man. When they got to go to that extent. To get a better view of that penalty. And then they went to the steward or, or to the FIA and they referred it to the stewards. And that is what got Hamilton the penalty dropped to fifth place. That's crazy. Because we talked about the Alonzo you up text. This is now social media creeping on Red Bull's yes. part. <laughs> this is this is getting real interesting. Listen, 21st century. Listen, listen. Social media breaks up relationships. <laughs> <laughs> no, because obviously And this is one relationship that is going well, it's good for us, the fans, but it it's gonna get ugly. And even Total Wolf said today that the gloves are off now. In that video. Because and 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 Christian Horner is one of those uh I love him because he's very combative and he's always defending his drivers and yeah. his team's actions. And that team is top notch. They're they're so on point. Pit stops, engineering, they're on point. If they get a they winning really car, make a mistake on, if, when it comes yeah, to that. they get That's a winning a car, watch out for Red Bull. And, you know, with Ferrari struggling the way they are to the point where Ferrari is even is even being considered if they don't uh, if they don't bring the right upgrades in the next few races, they're they're going to be fighting the, the top of the midfield instead of fighting <laughs> top two from what I'm looking at. Um, it's it's going to be a Red Bull Mercedes, just those top two teams. And that is already percolating. And that. Well, is going to be the story of the season. Think about it. They coming into this race, we all thought Red Bull was going to show out, and what happens? I, Zero points. I thought Verstappen was going to win. Verstappen was he was on a great tri yep. tire strategy. He was going to be. They had mentioned that because of the temperatures, the slow tire. I'm sorry, the soft tires were not going to be as effective as previously thought. So the medium tires were the move, and Verstappen was the one on the, of, on the top drivers. On the mediums, he was gonna be on the attack, and it did not materialize. And even and even when Verstappen went out, they put Albon on an awesome strategy by putting him on the soft tires when everybody else went to mediums. Bro, you know, if he, that incident with Hamilton did not happen, he, he probably, probably would have won, won the race. Would have won the race. Probably would have won the race. Now, you know, there was a lot of talk about that incident, and it was I don't I didn't see. I thought that the penalty was correct. But do you? There was a lot of people on Hamilton's side. Wellington, do, right. do you think that that it would have been more beneficial for Albon to be a little bit more patient in that situation? Yes, that turn leads into a straight, and they don't have the straight line speed 
that Mercedes would have. Lewis would have pulled out further ahead in that section. Albon would have caught him, in my opinion, and he would have caught uh, he would have caught Bottas. Now the question is: Is Albon the technical and aggressive driver to be able to pass Lewis Hamilton? That still remains to kind of really be seen in a situation that is just one on one neutral, just the way that was. Um, unfortunately, Hamilton bumped into him, and pass, we don't get pass to, cleanly. Pass cleanly. Hamilton's not going to let it. They just just hey, here you go. Right. So no. we didn't get to see exactly what the result would have been there, but it would have been. This is now starting to like Yancey said. It's starting to percolate into a little mini kind of thing. I, I wouldn't call it a rivalry. I'll call it a thing. Back Max, and forth. Max probably would have won that race if. Yeah. I mean, he had and he had yeah. the he had the better car. He had. A lot of the Red Bull upgrades on that car, uh, because obviously they didn't they didn't put some of the upgrades on Albon's car, and and Albon still did an awesome job. So you can see how good that car is. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate they they missed out on a good opportunity for a points haul. That next race, uh, they're coming for blood, man. Ruben, <laughs> final word on this? No, I think there's a future for Red Bull with Albon. So Vettel seems kind of you know in the dark to go back to Red Bull. That's not going to happen. I don't think so because Albon is too, earning man. his spot. You know, like yes, he exactly. came from Toro Rosso and he's how? earning the spot. He he should be able to keep it. Give him a chance, and he's only going to get better. I mean, this weekend he was awesome. Overall, you know, the challenge all of that. Bring it on. On a pure on a pure entertainment value. Exactly. That's what wouldn't bring it, it be? On. Wouldn't it be good if if uh, uh, Vettel was teamed up with Verstappen? To see what happens there. It would be amazing. <laughs> what was it? China, it was also China 18 or was it 17 that they crashed into each other? Yes. And, and they affected, I think it was both years actually, that they affected each other big time. They've had a lot of run-ins. Yeah. They've, uh, you know, Little Vettel, bumps in there. Vettel, <laughs> Vettel gets nervous around Verstappen, man. Vettel so, gets nervous against, on everybody. Yeah. Look at this past weekend, you know, Spinderella incident. <laughs> Come on, do that little turn. You so can, actually, I'll tell you what, you can uh, everybody was feeling bad for Vettel um, you know, coming into the season, but after that happened, I think you can see why uh Ferrari needs to move on. Needs to move on, yeah. So I actually um well, it's Austria and then Hungaro Ring, which are two Red Bull tracks. That's why coming into the season, people were like, "Oh, Red Bull's going to come out to a good start." But kind of want to backtrack a little back to Ferrari. They were, per reports, per Mattia Benato himself, their team boss, they were lapping at 0.7 seconds per lap slower than Mercedes. That kind of, they had major updates coming for the Hungaro ring, which would be the third race of the season. That ended up kind of forcing their hand to get the updates developed so that they could be, I don't want to say competitive, but more competitive <laughs> in this upcoming race. Is this desperation or is this like, yo, it looks like Mercedes won't be on their game or like maybe, you know, there there's a chink in the armor here with, you know, some issues that they maybe haven't, which Listen, actually they don't. I after, don't I don't think it's desperation. They just want to get points. Listen, after Sunday, that's when like, wait a minute, like, dude, are we this far back? Yeah. Hell no. Put up a freaking rocket weekend. ship. Yeah. That's just yeah. Sunday. When I, uh, when put, I, a, put a rocket ship on it. We need that back now or we're going to be with Williams. That's what I think happened. I, I, with Williams. <laughs> no, I'm know. saying, bro, look at what they I were said. really struggling. Look at, But look at what I said. I said that Ferrari right now, as currently constituted with no upgrades, are fighting in the midfield. 
Sebastian Vettel did not get out of Q2. Yep. And going into Q2, going into Q3, uh, Leclerc had the 10th fastest time. They're fighting in the midfield. Wait, wait. And he thought he did like, like an over-the-top lap. Because when yeah. they asked him, you know, you're P10, he's like, unbelievable. What was that? Unbelievable. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. crazy. So he thought he did a fast, super fast lap. I agree. Yeah. And this is a man that, you know what he doesn't think is crazy? Dressing up as a banana. So <laughs> you, know, you know that this is crazy. So so uh, I thought when I first heard the reports that, um, that Ferrari was going to fast track these updates, um, I thought it was desperation, but um, you know, reading and they could come with flaws. They can, but this is this is one of the beauties of doing two races at the same track. Um, they bring their updates. It's not the entire package that they planned. I think they just brought a front wing and maybe some other things. But I, the front wing is the main is the main uh, the main update that they're bringing this weekend. Um, but doing a race, two races at the same track, they can see exactly what works and what doesn't because they can compare the performance from this week, from last week to this week, and they can say, okay, this is working, this is not working. So, and and that was the reason that they gave today that, and Vettel actually said this today in his news conference. He said, you know, the benefit of having a second race here at the Red Bull ring would be, and I'm paraphrasing, would be to compare the performance of the car with and without the upgrades. We already know how the car is going to upgrade with, with uh, in our first iteration of the car. Now we bring some of these updates. We already know what's going to work, what's not going to work, what we can work on. And and eventually, obviously, they're not going to have time to put on new parts. Uh, we'll take the data from this race, this upcoming race, and put on new parts for the third race, which is literally the week after, triple header. Yes. (laughs) Um, But they can get a good idea of what's working, what's not working on the car, and they can, you know, update it later. So, you know, they're not going to be able to to do anything with the engine. The engine, it's it's already a freeze. It's homologated. Uh, No team can update the engine. What did you just call me? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When I first heard that word, I thought somebody was telling me bad things too. Um... (laughs) Uh, but they can update all the arrow on the car, and you know that's that's what they're doing. They it, it's funny because last year the Ferrari, uh, the problem with the Ferrari is that it was a low drag car, so it couldn't go great to the corners. They updated that, and now it has too much grab, uh, too much drag. Uh, it's a little bit faster through the corners, but it's still slow, and on the straight is almost a second behind, which is that's a lifetime in F one. I mean, if the if the ring of this you know a week early and it works, good for them. It could also set them even further back if it yeah. doesn't work. Well, that's what happens with updates. You don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. You know, I, I hope they get their act together. But like right now, fighting in the well, midfield. I mean, they'll have P one, P two, P three to be able, or FP one, FP two, FP three to be able to determine. To side, yeah. Does this work before going into Park for May, where they have to set the car? So they'll have some time. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the last week result was, I mean. Leclerc drove great it last week, uh, but you know that was a race of attrition. Basically, I'm, come on, <laughs> it was a race of attrition. It's basically survive. Yeah, just basically survive, and and you're gonna get a good place. Like he made it to P two. He made it to P two. You know, but if if not, if you don't have 
what is seven, eight, nine DNFs or did not finish, um, then and all the safety cards, yeah, and all the safety <laughs> cards, then you don't get it. You, you're fighting. You're still Where fighting. Where would have been for the weekend clean. without the safety cards? I mean, it would have been horrible. I mean, and we're talking about Ferrari. Bad. We're talking about Ferrari. It would have been horrible. Speaking of Italy and Ferrari and just news continuing, the next set of tracks and races have been. One has been confirmed. The next is like quasi confirmed. Uh, we're moving on to at the end of the season, the, the current eight eight race season, we're moving on to on September 13th, Mugello. Uh, that is in the Tuscany region. It would actually be uh, even more of a home race for Ferrari. They own the track. They own the track. Yes. Wow. So beyond that, uh, 927, two weeks after would be Sochi. Going back to Russia, one of the not so much fun tracks. Oh, come on. That race is awesome. So exciting. How much are the oligarchs paying you? <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a track. It's uh, It's definitely a track. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Portugal is still rumored to be out there. It may be confirmed for immediately after that. And then the U.S. Grand Prix, Canada, Mexico, Brazil, they're still possible. But I would not, based on what's going on in the world right now and with uh, illnesses, I would not bank on any of those happening. I, I, I doubt Canada will happen, even if even if they can make it. Well, they're they're the one. They're the only race on this side of the world that's looking possible. Yeah, but it's going to be too cold. Yeah, because well, what are they looking in December? They're looking at like mid October. Mid October. So at that, you know, and it takes weeks. They're to already set up, playing hockey on the track. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and it's cold, and it takes man. weeks to set up as well because yeah. all the yeah because it's a street track. Well, because, I mean, weeks no, because to all the stands up. and stuff like that, right? But they do that concurrent too. Yeah, well, so I meaning it needs to be decided around now so they can start prepping for everything. Well, they need, I think, was it six weeks on the line? Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, uh, six I don't weeks. Know. Uh, listen, I'm glad that Mugello uh, is almost concerned. Confirmed. I'm sorry, concerned. Uh, confirmed, and you know, Sochi is Sochi, but it's another race on the calendar. Uh, yeah, it's another race. You're you right. know, you're right. I, I we don't I we don't know too much of what's going on in the dealings behind it, but we definitely need more than eight races. Confirmed. You know, why I'm upset. I'm gonna tell you guys. I'm, I've been holding it in. This officially, granted, it wasn't gonna happen, but now this race replaces where Singapore was gonna be. So I'm a little, I'm a little heartbroken. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. Poor Me baby. too. <laughs> Not as heartbroken, Antoine. So All right. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Styrian Grand Prix. This is the same track, different name. Second time around this season. What are we looking for? Maybe a trend that comes out. Something that we didn't see last race that we're, we'll see this race. Ruben, what do you think going into this one, into this race weekend? Uh... It's, it's going to be interesting to see Mercedes because I don't think they have fixed that glitch. Or maybe they're sandbagging it. But they've been saying that they, it's not 100% fixed yet. They're not sandbagging. <laughs> but the, we the never gear, know. The gearbox issue. Well, it wasn't a gearbox, gearbox but issue. The, it was, it was like a sensor thing. Okay. So, you know, there were there were even questions regarding to both us and Hamilton today about it. And they both said, we would just follow what they'll tell us over the video to do. It's what you said last time, that they'll just put duct tape on it, right? Exactly, yeah. Duct tape, super glue. They'll put something, but they'll make it work. <laughs> and they'll It seems like they're going to be driving with, like, one hand tied behind their back, man. But... But they still won the race. But also, if uh, there were not... If there's not any... If there's nothing wrong going on with the car, it wouldn't be a race. 
there's something going on. There's something going on in every race. You know, for Hamilton, every race the tires. Yeah, but <laughs> well, here's the, you know, there's something. The there's always part, something wrong with, with, the, with the car. The interesting part about um, racing at the same track again for another weekend is that you get a second crack at it. Do you think that Red Bull can give him more of a fight? Absolutely. If Red Bull, if the same thing doesn't happen to Max, Mercedes is done this week. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think that Mercedes is going to be looking to qualify on uh, mediums now? <laughs> I, I, if it's me, if I'm a top team, I try and get myself onto mediums. Listen, practice and qualifying is going to be very interesting. It's supposed to rain all weekend. Ooh, can't wait. Except Sunday. Yeah, Sunday's going to be a clear day. <laughs> Sunday's going to be clear. But, but they won't be we able know, to test you know as well. What? If you get a, a rain dog qualifying, we know how much fun those could be. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah, because of the backup. Not even just, yeah. can we get a couple of drizzles? You know, so it could be. Okay, do we do wets? Do we do soft? What, what, what do we do? Like, yeah, what are we doing? Intermediate <laughs> yeah. to the what are we tires, doing? Yeah, interns. Like, you know, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's like that's where it becomes like you know like a real competition. So that's why like, also I'm excited for all the regulations that are going to come out to be on on that aspect. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, we can't do much because we'd rather the budget. Oh crap! Like, what are we? What's next? You know. Well, I think Mercedes, they're they're such a good team. It's so hard to write them off. It's like. Uh, you know, I'm a big basketball fan. It's like watching the 98 Bulls. It's like they come close to losing, but they just, <laughs> they just don't lose. They always overcome. Yeah, they the always issues overcome. that arise. They it, always overcome. Yeah, it was, or, or even the, what is it the the thing? Any Hamilton? Michael Jordan team. It's just you know, and 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 I compare Lewis Hamilton to a Michael Jordan figure. Lewis Hamilton is never out of it. And he'll find a way to win, yeah. regardless of. You were thinking about still I rise. There you go, yeah. tattoo. Exactly. Yeah, I'm still I thinking. Mean, I'm here quiet. You're thinking about a tattoo. Like, what is that he says? You know, the problem. There you go. That's the, the problem, team as well. The too, problem with the Mercedes is an electrical issue. They get too much. With these cars, um, they have a ton of sensors, and if the sensors feel that anything is wrong with the car, they shut up the car immediately. So that's what they were afraid of. It was a it was a sensor issue, particularly in the gearbox, which is basically the transmission. They call it gearbox in Europe. Um, they they're getting so much, you know, signal, you know, disturbance that it could trip a sensor and just shut off the, the car, car protects itself. Yeah, basically. So that's probably what happened to Max. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah, kind <laughs> maybe, of. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the exact reason, but they knew that that problem was happening in practice before the race, but gotcha. they just don't know when it's gonna pop up. And but this is a track that you gotta ride the curbs in order for you to get around the track, and so f- faster. Yeah, so I mean, I guess their their strategy should be like you said, go on a faster, on a softer tire, or a harder tire, or a harder. Well, the not mediums. no, not I, the softer mediums. No, I I I think it would be better to go on a softer tr- a tire, or get out in front super fast and then manage the race from there because you know you're gonna get. That sensor issue. I think that would be the best. What happened this past Sunday? Yeah, but other teams (laughs) know that. Yeah, you know that's probably other. Now they know it, so you better believe Red Bull and their strategists are going to come up with something to counteract that. And like I said, Red Bull is out for blood. They want the championship this season. That would be. And this is their track. Remember, we're this is the second week at their track. Yeah. The what I'm going to be looking for is so this is now two years in a row where Lando Norris comes out and he's the man at the start of Austria and he does pretty well. He got the podium this year, last week. 
And fastest lap. And the fastest lap. Last year. What an epic lap that was. Wow. Last year, he was fighting. I want to see where he's going to end up this time. Now he's confident in the tr- at the track, in the car this year, thinking that he could beat the big dogs. Even more confident. Even more confident. I want to see what comes and out of that. confidence is such a big right. factor in a driver. Man, that'll be, that. that is a really good point. Listen, that video that they put on YouTube, when they were, when he pretty much was being coached on how to go about in every turn, every little, every, in the last two laps, when they told him they got to Hamilton and, you know, go put him seven, put this, put that. Yo, I, when I first time I saw, I got goosebumps because yeah. I was yeah. so excited for him. And it's amazing to see a Twitch streamer be able to actually. <laughs> to drive and just the way he was, he was going through those corners, it was. It's like poetry in motion. It's it like was, the it, Hamilton it, it, Singapore laugh. Yes, that's exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly what I was about to say. But th- that Hamilton single for that was legendary. That was legendary. So that was what 2018, right? Uh, 17. No, 18. It was 18. It was 18. So the other thing we, that we were I'm, hoping to see that this year, too. Yeah. To see that lap. The <laughs> other thing sucks for you. Yeah. Don't cry, Wolves. Don't cry, Wolves. <laughs> the other thing that I really want to look for is we just talked about strategists getting another opportunity here. So what I really want to see is what does Racing Point do as far as how do they adjust now to McLaren, where they they were supposed to be the best of the rest, racing point? How do they adjust to how strong McLaren came out? How do they adjust to um, the tire strategies, where they got it wrong with uh, Sergio Perez, and where Lance Stroll actually looked strong all weekend? I feel like they can make a real quantum leap this year, and in particular in this track, to show, guys, we're here, and guess what? Next year, we've got Aston Martin money coming in. And we're going to show you guys what's up. And it's not just going to be top three teams. We're joining that. Yeah, again, the beauty of racing at the same track again for points. I mean, and you can adjust. Uh, it's like it's like watching a, a seven-game series in baseball or in basketball or in hockey. You know, you 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 face each other at least four times and you can adjust how you face each other. You can make adjustments. I that you know, this is at the beginning of the season when you announce that you're gonna have two races at the same track, it's like, oh, you know, it's gonna be the same story. At least it's a good track. Yeah, but but that's the whole thing. It's when you can make adjustments at the same track, the story's gonna be different. I'm I'm excited about this race. Because like you said, uh, Racing Point was they were expected fighting. to do better. but And they did pretty good. But, you know, they, they got the penalty with Bro, Paris. They did also pretty good. Paris yeah. would have no. been on the podium had not, if it wasn't for that but, mistake by the strategist. But I don't, yeah, but they they messed up on the strategy. Now, we didn't get to see but that But to strategy. win, you have to have the package. We didn't get to see that strategy play, play out, out, though. Correct. Because of all the safety cars. Yeah, because of all the safety cars. But that is something that you have to factor in, too. When are you going to get a safety car? What happens with this? These are things that strategists have to think about when they're planning a strategy of the race. That's why they have multiple plans. The Ferrari famous radio, plan A, plan C, you know, <laughs> that's what they go through. You know, they, they, but this is, this is the part where it gets interesting, at least for me. And I know for you, Wellington, because oh, you yeah. love this is, this strategy, love. you know, so. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I think we're going to get a completely different race. This coming weekend. This yes. upcoming weekend, it's going to be... I'm going to break I, out the graphing paper. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys have as far as predictions? I'll, I'll go first. 
I I think Boras is going to take it again. This is a track that he has shown that he is just good at. Uh, I think that he's going to repeat. Um, I think that number two is going to be Verstappen. Hopefully, there's no problems. And then number three will be Lewis Hamilton. No, that's, I don't, that's I, where I'm at. Um, I'm going to switch that up a little bit. I think that it will be Verstappen winning. I don't think... Uh, Which Red would be Bull, awesome. Uh, of course, it would be for you. Yeah. Big Max it, fan. Yeah. Yeah, Max fanboy. You talk about me and Leclerc. <laughs> Max Power. Yeah. Max Power. Mad Max. <laughs> um, I think Max will pull it out. I don't think Red Bull will go silently. Um, I, I think it's going to be a fight between Hamilton and, uh, and Verstappen. I think Hamilton is not going to go out quietly either. I think he's going to come back better. And I say Botas dead. I would love the situation you just said to play out. Yes. But unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Now. It's <laughs> going to be Max, Max, Botas. You know, I'm not going to say the correct one. They're too you slow. Think, you think that, that Botas will beat Hamilton again this yeah. weekend? Yeah. He's going to be ahead again. He's going to do a, another lap just like he did this weekend. Here's what I'm going to say. And this may be controversial, may not be. I think Hamilton is distracted. There's a lot of things going on in the world. I feel that he may not be 100% on the track right now. And then on top of that, you got a little Christian Horner right in his ear, like the little kid in the playground. I think he is not there right now. But we've seen it before where towards the as the season goes on, he just takes off. Yeah. Listen, that argument that Hamilton is distracted holds zero Wait. Let's ask they Nico Rosberg. Have <laughs> saying okay. that for years about Lewis Hamilton, and he still wins championships. He only got beat. And he got. He barely, barely got beat by Nico Rosberg. I want to. Okay? I want to give you some information. That whole that Lewis <laughs> Hamilton being distracted is complete B. S. So the last time Hamilton did not win a championship was 2016. The last time the Black Lives Matter movement was around 2016. Oh, as, as big as Whoa. I know. Conspiracy went back. I got my tinfoil hat right now. That is, that is, you gotta, that's a pretty big one, too, on top of that. Nah, man. Hamilton is not distracted. That man is, that, that man is focused. He's a champion. He is, like I said, I compare him to the most. Dreaded. I would say he does to, have a lot to of me the most dreaded. The, but I'm he a, always listen. I'm a, rises. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> listen. Rise, I'm a I'm a Knicks fan, and I suffered throughout the nineties oh with Michael Jordan beating the hell out of the Knicks. Hamilton is probably destroy, destroying the hell out of the Knicks. Come on, man! <laughs> Jesus, why you gotta say that? Anyways, Lewis Hamilton reminds me of somebody like Jordan, who just literally just does not stop coming for you. And he will beat you like a drum while he's doing it. And he will come back strong the next race. And he's going to be strong the entire season. It's what he does. He is Lewis Hamilton. He's he's just said that it's going to be Max, Bottas, Lewis, Alvin. (laughs) One of those two. If they, if they, you know, if they knock into each other again, Lewis is going to be five point, you know, five seconds behind again. So who knows? Lewis distracted, please. Bro. No, he, he has a lot of distraction, but they don't show in the track that much. They don't at all. Like, come on, this guy's in, in every everywhere. 
all right, fine, whatever. Listen, Lewis is not distracted. Just the same way I said, Alonzo will be coming back. <laughs> you guys never believe me? Fine, don't believe me. Lewis Hamilton will go. win this race. We'll, we'll win the no, race. Win this race. He'll, he'll win oh, he'll be in the podium. He'll be on the podium. Oh, come right. on. That's like saying so he'll uh, be on the it's, podium. It's going to rain next week. I, yeah, of course. I, at some point, the only it'll reason, rain. The only reason. The only reason. The, I wouldn't be. Listen, it wouldn't be far fetched if he wins the race, but I think that Red Bull is going to come out super strong. So you're and telling me that the it's going to be a fight between Hamilton and Verstappen. I think Verstappen will come out. You would top. not be surprised if the current reigning world champion in the reigning world champion car wins the race. Good take, man. <laughs> Good take, man. Listen, I'm traumatized, bro. I've been rooting against them for the past, like, two, three years, and they they just win. So I'm not going to root against them. Like, they, the Mercedes is an awesome team, They're, and Lewis Hamilton is the best driver in the world, man. Possibly, possibly the best driver ever. The GOAT. GOAT. So sure. from here, we want to just... Uh, switch gears up a little bit. We want to talk about fantasy formula one, something that we had been wanting to talk about, but uh, I got to hit the drop. The drop. The drop. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Big drop. <laughs> I got to take it off you. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward. Illuminati. <laughs> 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 the, the, oh, the, yeah. the Russian bots got your, uh, yep. got your computer, you, bro? Because I didn't want the phone to ring. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right, so I want to change gears a little bit. I want to jump into something that we talked about, or we actually talked about in the first episode, but we'll start to address now, is uh, we'll start talking about F1 fantasy. I'll hit the drop. Hopefully it works. What's your fantasy? So... yes you got excited when you heard that part so the way that it works is very similar to daily fantasy football or baseball or what have you fantasy in that it's a cost cap structure the roster that you construct is made up of five drivers from you know the whole grid and then you also have to pick one constructor out of one team out of the 10 you have a hundred million dollars and you have to spread it out in such a way that you field a competent team. So from there, what you end up having to pick, essentially the most expensive teams from top to bottom would obviously be Mercedes and Ferrari, Red Bull, et cetera. As each, per- um, each, each, each driver and each team has an assigned value. Right. Basically. Here I was just talking about the constructors. And okay. then on the driver's side, each mm-hmm. driver, based on how many points you get from them, have an assigned value. So from there, you pick your driver lineup, you pick your constructor. Race weekend, you get points in the sense that in qualifying, if they make it to Q2, they'll be able to get points. If they make it to Q3, they'll be able to get points. And then where they line up as far as the starting grid. Beyond that, then it becomes the race, how many cars they overtake, what position they finish in, did they do, you know, did or did they start did they finish worse or better than where they started or worse than where they started or did they DNF? So that is essentially the basis of uh, fantasy Formula One. I don't know if you guys want to add in anything. I know I'm the nerd as far as fantasy sports yeah, goes. I didn't so I'm, know I'm like super obsessed I with it. I just picked a couple of drivers for the money. Oh, it's too expensive. I got to switch them out. I got to bring right. somebody else. 
I did not know all the we, details that Wellington. This is why I'm the reigning champion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking really ahead. I'm, I'm trying to dethrone this guy, but he's too good. But you still got to get past me. <laughs> I'm second. He's in right second now, place bro. right now. That's fine. That was on last the, season. Last he, season, he did not do that good. Yeah, well, that's because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I was. It was my my computer went dead for a few gotcha. for, for a few you weeks. The you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or or I was hungover <laughs> before I had to make my picks. Um, I I think that that the the best strategy. Well, obviously you you want to pick the drivers that are consistently in the points and consistently um, qualify the best but obviously those drivers have a higher value so you have to look for drivers like Sergio Perez the who are going to be consistent who score can, you points yeah, who's consistent can consistently score you points and then uh, and it's can one of the qualify, biggest <laughs> yeah no can qualify um you know in Q3 because you get points as you successfully qualify in Q1 Q2 Q3 um but the, the 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 key is to find that that driver who's constantly consistent and then put the turbo tag on him yeah so, so that's one of double points. that's one of the nuances with fantasy formula 1 where it's not just you pick all the drivers whatever but then there are things like the you make if you make a team adjustment you can only make one per week unless you take a 10 point penalty off of your total which ends up hurting at the end of the season because you're going to end up losing points and then you can also assign a turbo driver whose points are essentially worth double, but they can they can be a driver that is they can only be a driver that is worth underneath the twenty million dollar mark. So essentially, who you're picking from is anybody that is not part of one of the top teams. So you're not going to be able to get Bottas, you're not going to be able to get Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc, etc. You'll be able to do a Carlos Sainz. A Sergio Perez, if you want, you could gamble and you could do like a George Russell, see how well you turn out. Yeah, but those are some of the there. small nuances that make the week to week managing a little interesting. Yeah. Um the best the best way to tweak it that you could find out, the better your team will be. But but it's important also. It's a math equation. Pick, um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's important to get a good constructor also yes. because the the point you don't get exactly the, the the same amount of points that each driver would get, but you would get. Uh, I think it's the the points of the of the race weekend. Yes. You, the, whatever they earn during the during the race, those two points get added together. So it's important for you to have a, a good constructor, so you can pick. A, you don't necessarily have to pick. You can pick a top team, but it's going to take you a ton of money. But if you can get, let's say, I think this season, you know, racing point. Racing is point a, McLaren, McLaren is, a is, is, a, is a good bargain because they're consistently going to be in Q3. They're going to be, you know, fighting for points in the top 10. And like we said, uh, I believe it was last uh, podcast, uh, the you only get points when you qualify in the top 10 spots. It's so not I, qualify, I'm sorry, when you when you finish. When you finish the fact is something spots. I recommend anybody to try to get into and just play around with it. And the, as the season goes on, you will only get better. Yes. So what we'll do is in the show notes, we'll put the, uh, I guess, the link and the code for our Jump to Start Racing League. You guys join us. I have three teams on there because I'm obsessed with the different permutations that you can create a team with. Uh, for me, building a team, it's about making sure I 
I'm going to go into nerd territory, but making sure <laughs> I get enough surprise. Yeah. Points per dollar such that I am making wise investments. So for Explain example, Explain that to me, Wellington. <laughs> yeah. They're going to see my strategy here, but I don't want to invest in, for example, Lewis Hamilton is like 30, the, the prices fluctuate a little. So he's like 32 to 33 million. The Mercedes team is 33.2 million. So I'll buy the Mercedes team up front. I know I'm going to get points from them because it's the Mercedes. They're the consistent. Mm -hmm. From there, I'll fill in one, maybe two top tier drivers. So in top tier, I mean, not Hamilton, 32 million, but coming into last week, Boras was actually very cheap compared to what he delivered, what he delivered, knowing that he had always been so good in Austria, you know, he's going to get a good result. Then you look further down the line and you see like a Sergio Perez, who's who was in the nine and a half million dollar range, Carlos Sainz, 15 and a half million dollar range. So you start to you start to look, you can't afford all top drivers. So you can only really do maybe one top constructor, one top driver, and then you got to fill in the rest with guys who are going to give you points for your dollar that aren't going to crash out. But you need to also take gambles at the bottom. So I gambled on George Russell this past week, thinking that the Williams was going to improve. I think he's a very talented driver, but that the Williams was going to improve significantly enough that he will be in the points that it would make me, I would come out ahead on that investment. I agree with you. He's a talented driver, but that car is, is a crap box. Horrible. That was a horrible <laughs> pick, bro. No, no, no. You have to pick, pick a cheap driver. I'm just also super I know you cheap do, for the but not white Russell. On the money, that, I'm going to come to can, You can get like a, G, a Giovinazzi finishing the points last week. You could have gotten <laughs> you really good points for the dollar amount he's worth. You know? Kimmy uh, would have finished the points if he kept the wheel. <laughs> that was crazy yeah that could have been so dangerous not even the, 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 the and better was super close then, so you saw yeah. how the wheels like, i mean if you and, and uh, if you ever see an f1 car crash when you see the wheels they're they're tethered basically they have two ropes strong ropes where the wheels can't and they just can't start bouncing off. a little and that's why um that's why if anything goes wrong with with putting a real uh, a wheel on wrong they they penalize you or they give you a fine because if a wheel flies off and hits another in. car, that, that's that's ridiculous. Vettel, I mean, was I guess he saw it on time. Game. Yeah, but that was nuts. That was crazy. So, I mean, that's my whole diatribe on Fantasy Week and talk about it throughout the year. Of course, my it's actually team number three, but team number three is ahead for me uh, in our standings in our private league here. Um, and like I said, we'll post the uh, You will lose the code. this season. <laughs> I hope so. Guys, but that pretty much wraps it up. Ready for another race weekend. The middle the the middle of um of the three, I guess the triple header. Uh but again, I want to notify you guys that uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, uh, leave five star review. Uh, also follow us me. on social media. Yeah, follow us on social media. Good point. Thank you, Yancy. Uh, jump to start racing at jump to start racing on IG and on Twitter. Anything else, boys? No, that, that, that's it, man. I'm let's uh, let's get ready for another race weekend. Just because it's at the same track doesn't mean it won't be just as interesting as the last race. It's probably going to be better or just as good. Um, I can't wait to see what these teams change their strategies. 
you know, there, the updates that Ferrari bring. There's a lot of things happening around the track. Um, and the curse of Fernando Alonso is going to strike. Renault. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine he replaces Danny Rick no, in the middle that's of the season. Happening. Whoa, that's, that's not happening. Yeah, I know. That's Ruben, happening. what do you got, man? No, no, I think this weekend is going to be super exciting. The goosebumps that I'm going to get this weekend. Last weekend was for just, you know, racing being back. This weekend is going to be for the competitiveness of it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be super interesting to see this weekend. Can't wait, for, even for practices. Like I'm, I just want to. Oh, I'll be up early tomorrow. Yeah, bro. I have to. We have to see it. The so. first practice what starts at like six in the morning. No, five, I think. I'm I'll on the up. subway by then. Huh? I'm on the subway by then. I know you're oh, on. Listen, looking, I know you're yeah. on yeah. your phone watching F1 That's TV. Right. <laughs> That's right. If it works. <laughs> if, it, if it works. Oh, don't even get me started. Please. I want my money back. I'm so upset about that. <laughs> We're gonna leave that for another time, guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Peace out. Bye.